everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. And today we have got a classic character profile for you. This is Maureen Holdsworth, who is a character that um, I really, really enjoyed watching when we were going back through the, the 90s. Well, both on the ITV3 repeats and then on our DVD bitty spotty um, revisit spotty. Of, the, of the 90s as well. I think when I first started watching Coronation Street in the mid-90s, I didn't have as much of an appreciation for Maureen. I think my... You know, I didn't watch it all the time. I didn't see her right from the beginning. And I think that Maureen's one of these characters that definitely started better than she ended. Um, so it was great for me to be able to go back and see her right from the beginning and get a, a real newfound appreciation of the character and, and, and the work of Sherry Hewson, who I find very, very hilarious. Is this a character that you knew very much about or anything about before we watched it last year? Not particularly year? at all, no. It, do you like her? I think she's great. I think Sherry Houston is a really underrated comedic actress because I think a lot of the time, especially on Coronation Street or other soaps, people confuse um, the character and think that they kind of forget that there's an actor that's making this character as hilarious as they are. Mm. And um, she she was just really fantastic. Well, she, Sherry had like a, a very show busy past. Like her mum was a model, her dad was a singer. And uh, from the age of three, I think she was attending dra- dance and drama school. And so she she was very much, you know, thrust into the limelight she from a young Rada. age. She did. She did. She was from Arada, darling. Um, and, and she did lots of kind of comedy. She was um, on, on stage, on screen. She was on TV and in Zed Cars, which I... I don't think it's necessarily remembers as a, as a, well, as a it was, comedy. Well, it was referenced. It was referenced Coronation recently Street. on Coronation Street. You're right, but yeah, she was she was in Carry On Behind, so she did one of the Carry On films as well as um, a TV series, Carry On Laughing. Um, yeah, she just did tons and tons of um, of comedy. She was she was in a sitcom called In Loving Memory, which I've never heard of. That which like is very kind of bad ironic. Taste. <laughs> um, you wouldn't have that on during a pandemic. Yeah, so she certainly had. Um, uh, had got her comedy chops um, well in place by the time she yeah. was um, cast in the role of Maureen in um, 1993. So Is Sherry Hewson one of the loose women? She was. I don't think she does it anymore. Okay. But she was a, a long-time panel host on Loose Women. And if, you don't, if you're not from the UK and you don't know what Loose Women is, it's just like our version of The View. But what's the view? I'm from the, the UK. It's the one where a bunch of American ladies shout at each other about opinions. Oh, yeah. That, and it's got a... Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, nice. So Whoopi Goldberg is basically America's Sherry Hewson. I don't know. Who is complimented more by that remark? <laughs> Gemma, give us a rundown of Maureen's vital statistics, if you please. She was born on the 13th of January, 1945. And her parents were Leonard Danny Kennedy. I don't have no idea. And Maud Grimes. Her sister was Peggy Phillips, who was a half-sister. And she was married three times. No. Four times. Yes. <laughs> she was married to Frank Naylor at some point. Nobody knows more about that. Reg Holdsworth in 1994. She married Fred Elliott in 1997. And she married Bill Webster in 1998. That Fred Elliott marriage was one of the street's shortest, wasn't it? They all People yeah. always bring up Mike and Jackie Ingram as being the, the street's um, shortest wedding. But I think that um, 
or short his marriage, should I say, but I think that Maureen and Fred certainly are, are nipping at their heels. We'll talk more about that in a bit. She first appeared on the 12th of March, 1993. She last appeared on the 27th of December, 2006, and she was in 401 episodes. Yes, now 2006 was when she came back for a, a special... Yes. Two episodes, was it two? One episode appearance, two episodes, I can't remember. Um, but it was for, for Christmas uh, that year. She obviously left a show. She was uh, she fell foul of Brian Park's axe in 1997. But yeah, nine years later, she made a little cameo appearance, which was quite cool. Um, I forgot to mention as well at the beginning, we are calling this the Maureen Holdsworth character profile. And I did agonise about what are we going to call this because she's currently still, as far as I know, uh, Maureen Webster. Or, I don't know, did she take his name? Because she'd be Maureen Elliot. We saw her get married. We saw her become Maureen uh, Elliot. I think, I, I mean, I plumped for Maureen Holdsworth, though, because um, I think that's how she's most commonly remembered, isn't she? For that well, she would have been partnership with Reg. Maureen Naylor. She was Maureen was Naylor for a little bit when she Maureen passed. Grimes, or was she Maureen Kennedy? Um, you know, and she, no, uh, well... We will find out all about okay, her, right. her parentage later. I'm sure you remember. So, um, Gemma, do you want to you want to start off? That's a bit about Maureen's childhood or, or well, younger back, years. Back we when she much. was, she wasn't a child because she got engaged. She was never a child. She she never went through that horrible <laughs> we know nothing. process. 1968, she courts and becomes engaged to Reg Holdsworth, but Maud Grimes, her mother, disapproves and engineers their breakup. And then she loses touch with Reg and then she goes on to marry Frank, but he's horrible and he treats her badly and then they split up. I absolutely adored the relationship between Maureen and her mum, Maud. Yes. Wasn't Maud a brilliant, cantankerous, Maud was fabulous. thorn in the side of Maureen throughout, the, throughout the whole <laughs> throughout the whole of the time that Maureen was in the show. Although she did only have a best interests at heart, didn't she? It was basically she just tried to get in the way of any romantic entanglement that Maureen found herself getting embroiled in that Maureen didn't think was the best for her. Including, well, like you said, you mean Reg Maud. twice. Maud, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but to be fair, if you were Maud, you'd do everything you could to stop Maureen from doing anything in <laughs> she... her life without your approval because She's a bit of a ditz. She she was utterly ditzy, wasn't she? Yeah. She was very uh, easily um, flummoxed. F- yeah, uh, and, and flabbergasted, Be- and she yeah she jazzled. <laughs> Who knows? Who we knows? We don't know. Probably she, she came in as a as a as a little nervous mouse, didn't she? Or almost Mavis like, but a little bit more highly strung. She's I suppose very, she's quite similar. She's not. I don't see. Think you can say Maureen's more highly strung than Mavis. No, oh, they're very similar. Mavis, Maureen is Mavis more... with a bit more confidence because Mavis was always scared to make mistakes, so she didn't do anything. Whereas Maureen threw herself into all these situations and and didn't really think about it too much. Yeah, that's to me is the main difference. And also, Maureen was a lot more randy. <laughs> she was a lot randyish. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, she she was very. Um... Not eccentric, but more. She she was highly strung, but um, just a bit more out there and a bit more, a bit less restrained than Mavis was. Mavis was I don't really know, and Maureen was like. She had the chaotic energy of an art teacher who also reads tea leaves on the side. <laughs> Quite. So 1993 was the character's debut on Coronation Street and she first appears as Maureen Naylor, like you said. She was a new worker in Better Buys. Um, I think Curly at the time was deputy manager at Better Buys, but Reg was the boss. And um, they'd been looking for a new... Uh, uh, assistant to help out on the tills and Reg at first didn't like the idea that 
uh, Curly had employed somebody who was, you know, le- older than 30, shall we say. He wanted uh, some sexy bit of stuff to be um, scanning the veggies as they, were, as they were passed through the till. But then he discovers that it is his lost love, Maureen. And uh, this is somebody who they'd, well, they'd been out of touch for 25 odd years, thanks to Maud's meddling. And um, they just the had this wonderful died. reconciliation, didn't they? And they just went around for the, the you know, for most of their courtship, but particularly those those early months, like a pair of giddy school children, they were oh, just a pair of rabbits. right, yeah, right back to to how they had been yeah. um, in their in their early courtship, young and in love, sickening. Yeah, they they were. It was it was really quite sweet and, and quite funny as well. Now I know lots of people don't like Reg. I know lots of people know that I love Reg. So I mean, the, the, this pairing for me was just brilliant for those few years, so those first few years. Now. He started to wonder whether Maureen was seeing somebody else because she was not particularly gung ho about their relationship. He wanted to, you know, jump her bones, get and she in. was. He did want to get stuck right into Maureen, but um, the, the, it like, transpires yeah. that the reason why he can't just go right back to her house and Roger her senseless was because of her mum Maud, it's who she's been living sleepy. with. I think she basically is living with Maud for most of her life, yeah, apart let's from make the time this... when she was married to um, what's his face. Let's make this clear. Maureen is living in Maud's house, not the other way round. No, Maureen's paying the mortgage. um, But yeah, it's very much that Maureen comes across as the lodger in Maud's house. You're right. Um, So eventually, um, Maureen um, gets up the courage to take Reg to see Maud. And this is Maud's first appearance on the show. And it is a brilliant debut. She's like there, this cantankerous woman looking through the curtains. Um, like the mother-in-law from hell, basically. And Reg remembers her from how he, she was able to split them up 25 years previously. And um, there's just, it's just this great couple of scenes where they go in there. Maureen's pretending that... She doesn't want to tell Maud, this is Reg, do you remember him? You tried to split us up. So yeah, she says this is Curly. She's hoping she won't notice or she won't remember yeah. because, you know, she's a bit old and past it by this point. And, um, and yeah, they pretend that she that he's Curly. But um, throughout the whole of this scene, she's there looking for her glasses and then she, eventually she finds her specs, puts them on and she's like, no, no, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, instantly comes back that, that there's this buffoon that Maureen's been able to find herself with again. So she does her best over the following weeks to try and just get in the way of any kind of romantic liaison between the two of them. Like, um, you know, she, she calls Maureen back home, pretends she's sick and everything. She just does not want her getting involved with this this imbecile again. Yeah, she kind of has a variety of different tactics from outright bullying to manipulation and, and yeah yeah intrigue. it's so funny because you feel you feel bad for maureen because you just want that you want her and well, you know to that get she's on, an adult you... and she should be able to make her own choices but you also feel she's... for maud like she yeah, knows what reg is like for a daughter <laughs> um and then uh, over the over those uh, few weeks months um Maureen and Reg had to engineer various ways that they could spend time together and there was this one time when they go out for lunch one day and um, while they're out the better boys gets raided by an armed gunman so that was a bit that that was a bit sucky for them anyway the the famous moment one of the most famous comedy scenes in Coronation Street history happens in Reg's flat now he's got a flat above the cabin at this point and he introduces Maureen to his waterbed he gets all kind of frisky speaks a bit of French to her gets a so um, loosened up on a bit of wine, I think, and she's all kind of giggly and um, 
Tipsy takes her back to this See, waterbed, and he was such a massive lech, wasn't he? This is he was like, really vile, but I found hilarious. This is um, a terrible consent story here. Yeah, yeah, it is. She she was up for it, though, wasn't she? And, um, well, <laughs> if you don't know the scene, basically what happens is he gets her into the bed. Um, waterbed. The, the waterbed. Derek downstairs in the cabin storeroom is drilling up through um, the walls, uh, up through the See ceiling, you. sorry, because there's there's been a leak. Um, and he... Was there no. a leak? No, what? He was I can't installing something. Yeah, that's right. He, he was. He was doing a bit of DIY, wasn't there? And he accidentally ends up drilling into the waterbed, which causes the leak. The whole place floods. It starts cascading down. Derek and Mavis go upstairs, go, what's going on? What's going on? They burst into the bedroom. Reg is there with just a towel around him. Poor Maureen is... Um, is going hysterical inside the bed. The bed's is... slowly sinking into the floor because the water's escaping. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, there's, there's this one point where Mavis, uh, Mavis, sorry, Maureen puts a hand over the edge and notices that it's a bit wet down there and then and then made worse when um, Derek and Maureen come bursting in and her reaction is, I, I would Screaming say, and, uh, comedy gold. Very... Absolutely hilarious, carry on, over yeah. the top, slapstick. Um, very carry on. Totally, totally was. I mean, Sherry at the time says that she thought the scene was hilarious. She said, I was more than a little surprised, though, when Reg's towel fell to the floor. I don't think Maureen was quite ready for that. You know, I've heard a few... That's <laughs> sexual harassment. Salacious stories about what or what not um, Ken Morley was wearing underneath those bed covers. But uh, let's say no more about that for now. Anyway... Um, Despite all this, a couple of them get engaged in 1993 or later on that year. Um, however, um, this was also the year that um, Brendan Scott was in charge of the corner shop. He was a, a mm. surprise favourite character of yours, wasn't he? But Excellent. when he when he pops his clogs in the summer, oh, um, Reg starts pursuing his um, bereaved wife, Debbie, who was this really buxom, blonde, much, much younger um, yeah. model who didn't She's really like, seem bothered at well, all. She was waiting for him to dead. die the whole time, wasn't she? So she could inherit his wages of cash. Yeah, well, Reg starts going after her just really because she wants, uh, he wants her to, to sell him the corner shop for a lower price. Maureen catches them having dinner together one time, though, and um, gets the wrong end of the stick, quite understandably, calls off the engagement. So she she goes to Better Buys as this big old rant at Curly. And remember, watching that they're, they're walking down the aisle at better buy and she's having a right old uh, bend of his ear about reg's behavior she quits the shop um ends up getting drunk and spends the night with curly and that's not <laughs> the only uh, romantic liaison with mr watts there was for maureen either um so reg gets suspicious the next day and says curly there's something going on with maureen can you keep an eye on her please for <laughs> me eventually though maureen gets back together with reg when he explains the truth about what's going on with debbie to her and they have a nice drunken scene in the Rovers together singing The Young Ones, which I just loved. I, I love this couple so much. Maureen was such um, a bubbly, fun... That's the difference, I think, between Mavis and Maureen, is that Maureen had a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she had... She could let her hair let, down. Yeah, fewer inhibitions than, uh, yeah, than really Mavis did. Yeah, I really think so. In 1994, um, Maureen is threatened with redundancy oh, no. at Better Buy, and Reg says, well, I'm going to resign if she's given the push... And then they call his bluff. Yeah, and then they, and they, and they quit and then they fire him. So neither of them Oops. working at Better Buys anymore. Don't care, they get married in January. And her sister, 
Oh yeah, she's played by that one from Keeping Up Appearances, the one that lives next door to um to Highsmith Bouquet. I think the one she that was lives only, with her brother. Yeah, she was only in um one episode, but that was uh, oh, yeah. Josephine Chuson was the actress's name, and I thought she was really really perfect casting because she was also. She came across as quite highly strung and wide-eyed and also the sort that yeah. could be under the thumb of Maud. Maud goes missing after she hears um, Reg and his brother-in-law arguing about who's going to have to look after Maud oh, now. Oh, so sad. It was sad because obviously the last thing she wants to be is a burden. She's a very independent-minded woman, but she does have needs that she had she needed people to look after her physically because she was in a wheelchair yeah, i don't think we mentioned that yet to Maud um, is in a wheelchair and yeah, she ever hears them through yeah. the toilet wall or something and it's difficult it, for people to um to to hear that they're a burden at the best of times but when you're a very independent fiery lady like Maud, it's even worse especially as you know that these two people don't care about you mm. and they're not even related to you it's, yeah. it's you know your daughters are supposed to be the ones that are yeah well Reg spends most of his time with Maureen trying to get rid of Maud and then yeah. it carries on again with Fred later on as we'll see yes 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 they do Gemma they what do. happened next please Maureen and Reg start working at the corner shop. They buy it off of Alf and they work there together. And they're like, oh, wouldn't it be great? And now we work every single day together. And they even open on the Sundays. But Reg is just so used to the high-powered world of supermarket trading that um, he can't really cope with it. So he leaves Maureen working there and he goes off to work for Furman's Freezers, which is obviously... Big, big time. Oh, indeed, yeah. Yeah. Maud doesn't like the idea that Reg is going to... Maud doesn't like the idea that Reg is going to buy a house and convert the garage into a granny annex for her to live in. Yes. Um, so she sells her house to a finance company, which I guess is one of these ones where you release the equity and uh, you live off it until you die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's and it's her house, so she can do this. Well, she owns, she's got her name on the deeds, but Maureen's annoyed because she's been paying the mortgage for years, so rightfully some of it's hers. Mm. Maureen and Reg live in a shop, the shop flat for a little bit and then she feels guilty about leaving Maud alone, so she moves back home and Reg follows her. <laughs> um, also, there was a revelation at the end of 1994, which was a pretty memorable... Midway through, I would say. Okay, <laughs> pretty memorable um, scenes where. Oh yes, why don't you explain it? Oh, this was a D. This was the D Day celebrations, wasn't it? Um, Maud and Percy, who were engaged at the time, take Maureen over to the um, War Memorial Graves over in Normandy, and um, there's this one part where Maud says, "Look, can you take me over to the American graves? There's somebody I want to go and see." And she and and Maureen wheels her up to this one particular grave, and Maud's like, "That's your father." So Maureen had been under the impression up until this point that somebody else had been her dad, but it turned out that Maud had had a bit of a fling with this American GI during the oh, during no. the war, and that's where she came from. She yeah. could get um, she could get an American passport. She could, couldn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Don't, so don't that, do that that was very then much you have to a file your taxes in America for the rest of your don't life. Don't fancy that. That was very much led to a bit of a. Do I, who who even am I? I don't even know. You know my my past. I was, everything is you know up in the air. Who am I? Yes, basically story for for Maureen, and it spelled the end for Percy and Maud as well because he didn't like the idea with her uh, philandering with an American during the war as well. No, no, no. Um, I, th- th- I would say that ninety three to ninety four was kind of the main period for Reg and Maureen's 
fun adventures and it felt like after that the couple were you know put put on the side for a little bit and they they didn't know what to do with them very much ken morley was getting close to leaving coronation street so 95 we did we didn't have very much going on um in the way of uh, Reg and Maureen action. We did, of course, have the wig story in early 95, where Reg buys himself a um, not-at-all conspicuous um, toupee um, to try and make himself look young and virile for the... Uh, uh, for What's the firm, it for? it's just for the for the investors, for the business, for the businessmen, for the people who come across to Furman's and want to see him as a young upcoming executive. Um, so <sighs> that that led to some brilliant scenes. But um, one of my favourites was well, he, the fact that he was still hiding this wig from this toupee, this hairpiece from uh, Maureen because he was only wearing it at work. And he um, she goes out driving one day, I think, and he's hidden the toupee in the. Um, What's it called? The, the flappy sun visor thing yeah. in the car. And I think she ends up slamming the brakes on or something for some reason. And the sun visor comes down and this white wig falls out onto her lap. She screams and then uh, steers the car off the road down the slope and crashes it. It was funny. Well, she's she's a great performer, like we said already. She was, and she, she was just, played it really well. It, I mean, it was similar to the waterbed, wasn't it? She's just brilliant at being hysterical. Quite, quite good at physical comedy. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. She ends up forgiving Reg, saying that it's quite um, nice that he's trying to cling on to his youth. She's like, her. oh, I'm glad that men also feel under pressure yeah, to exactly, um, exactly. stick to unrealistic beauty standards. Well, more just called him a prat. Yeah, and and that was that was pretty much the end for them. There was, an, there was another story for Reg towards the end of nineteen ninety five where he gets accused of being the red wreck, red wreck flasher. But um, once that's all to be over, fair, I mean, he just didn't think of it. He looked the sort. <laughs> yeah, he would have done if only he'd have thought <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, no, he he ends up getting a job in Lower Stoft, and he just spends more and more time away from Coronation Street. He did. It it felt like a very abrupt exit for Reg. Yeah, honestly. I don't know what was going on there with Ken when when he left, but well, he, he we've went. We've got the and, book. We can read it. We can, can't we? Yeah. Um, but um, we we hear about Maureen going back and forth to Lower Stuff to go and visit him. We never see any of these meetings that they have, and she she's she's there trying to run the shop at the same time, and it's all very very stressful for her. Um, and also at the end of the year, she gets um, embroiled in Curly's romantic entanglement with Raquel because she's his confidant when he says, I'm going to get married to Raquel literally now. Um, so, uh, uh, and yeah, and it, yeah, this Maureen was a, bit of a was sucky end of a year for Maureen, 95. At her prime with Reg. Absolutely. I mean, the thing about 1996 on Coronation Street was it wasn't really a vintage year anyway. Um, it was the it was the, a bit of a flat year. The stories didn't you know have a lot of spark, a lot of them, and it um, it heralded in the in the following year the the arrival of Brian Parker's producer to try and shake things up a little bit. And I think that yeah, post Reg, as much as Sherry Hewson spoke at the time about thinking, oh, this would be a new lease of life for Maureen and everything, I I don't think the character was quite as fun in her final 12 months. So, um, but she, she had um, a few more romantic um, uh, engagements during the year, didn't she? Starting with Bill Webster. Yeah, on, in 96, she had to call him out when um, the car breaks down on the way to Lowestoft and she says, oh, I can't be bothered to keep going all the way up here to see Reg. He doesn't even appreciate me anyway. Yeah, Bill Webster was kind of introduced to her as like a, um, a new partner or a new friend or just a on-screen duo uh, drip fed into her 
storyline throughout 1996. And I think a lot of the viewers at the time saw the romantic potential for, for Bill, who was worlds away from Reg, wasn't he? He was yeah. like a solid, Very dependable, reliable. man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and really the sort of person that Maureen needed. Yeah. Even Bill, if it wasn't as exciting yeah. or fun as a relationship as her and Reg. Maureen gets humiliated because Reg wants a divorce because he gets another woman pregnant. Not only is she looking at the end of her marriage with Reg, but also her mum was right all along, which was, you know, the worst. Yeah. Um, she gets friendly with Bill after he helps her put up a shelf at the shop. And Michael, that's all it takes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he gives her advice on preventing Reg from fleecing her in the divorce. Um, then she has a few blind dates, including her disastrous first one, when Bill Bill then offers her to be a chaperone. What happened at the first date? I think, I don't know, I haven't written this down, and I don't really remember it. I think she was going out with somebody called Simon or something, that name brings about. It was just disastrous. Forget we said anything. Use your own imagination. All throughout this, she was just a bit too shy. Both her and Bill were being a little bit like, they were in each other's orbits, but not making the move to 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 make it the to you know make a go of it so which is why she ended up doing this blind dating yeah, but she's well, he's still her chaperone yeah bill takes a shine to her then a second date goes quite well and he gets upset um then she gets stood up and then he makes his move so they have a, a plan for a romantic evening but it gets scuppered because they were having it at her house and the Maud comes home in the middle of it. Yeah, that was quite a good episode that we watched. They like, had a romantic yeah. meal together, didn't they? Then they go upstairs and um, yes. I can't remember, Maud had been at the Rovers, hadn't she? And she gets Martin to take yeah. her home in the car and then um, they're, they're looking there. Looking out the, the window going, oh my God. Yeah, it's mother, it's mother. And, uh, and then they have to kind of get their clothes back on or something quickly. Maud, meanwhile, has asked Martin to take her back to the Rovers. But yeah, that's uh, that's their night ruined because she didn't want to scuffer their relationship in the same way that she did Maud with Reg. Didn't. Maud didn't. But yet again, she's finding herself being a bit of a burden. This time, un- un- unintentional. Yeah. yeah. Well, she approves of Bill a lot more than Reg. Yes. Definitely. Bill wants to take Maureen to Grand Canaria for Christmas. Nice. But he cancels it because he wants to spend time with his son, Carl, who we all remember fondly. <laughs> Carl, this is um, this is the son who lives in over in Germany with with his wife Elaine. I think one that gets the very 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 rare occasional mention, but I don't remember. I don't know when the last one time the he Webster was mentioned in Coronation siblings. Street. Yeah, you'll turn up one of He's these days. We've got Debbie that of now. Of a long lost we? one than Debbie. Yeah, that's saying something. Maureen, Maureen gets upset. She gets drunk. She sleeps with Curly again confesses to Bill, he forgives her, especially considering that Curly's about to go off on his travels, but then he Curly gets gold feet and stays in Weatherfield. Anyway. Yeah, this is this is not long after Raquel had left Curly for Kuala Lumpur and Curly was a bit down in the dumps. Maureen was as well, so they just found each other. Um yeah, and uh Birds and, and the Bees yeah. and all that. Tell me what happens next. 1997 is my turn, isn't it? Yes, we are alternating years, you're correct. So, 97, Bill moves into the shop flat. By this time, the writing is on the wall for Maureen, it's uh, sad to say. Um, Already, though, um, the cracks in their relationship are starting to show. 
Um, he takes her on a surprise trip to Blackpool, but when he comes back, he finds Curly locked up in the back of the shop because Curly had gone round the shop earlier in the day to, I think fairly innocently, I can't remember to speak to Maureen, and, but she thinks if Bill finds you here, he's going to accuse me of having an affair with you. Get in there, Curly. Ends up locking him in for the day. But anyway, in the end, Bill does find him there when they come back, not punches Curly's lights out and accuses Maureen of using the, the shop as a love nest. And with that, Maureen finishes with him. Um, and and um, the, the, then she just kind of moves on to Fred Elliot, doesn't she? Um, again, a um, much more. Well, I suppose he's 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 more similar to Reg than Bill, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a blustering fool, basically. Uh, but he was also a serial proposer, so yeah. it didn't take her him long to ask for her hand in marriage. Maud just sees Reg in him, basically, and uh, yes. tries to sabotage this as mu- as much as she can. But um, eventually Ma- Maureen is worn down by Fred's relentless proposing. And he, he, was, he was a romantic, wasn't he? What, what woman could resist um, his, his dogged attempts to get her down the aisle? So um, he, he also does want to merge the corner shop and the butchers. So he, he sees a little bit of a business venture going there. Well, it's a, um, a proposal in... in... Well, two fronts. She, she she tells him, yeah, I'll marry you. But she even says, I don't really love you. Maud thinks she's an utter mug for doing this. But I think that she just wants a little bit of security. She she likes having a man to look after her, really. Well, there's, there's different elements of a, of a marriage. And companionship is certainly an important part. But well, yeah, it shouldn't I be think the she, only bit. <laughs> she maybe thought at this point that, you know, she's not the spring chicken that she once was. Um, well, I mean, she, a lot of the women on Coronation Street start to realise that the only people they seem to be dating are fellow residents. Yeah, and, that's true. <laughs> and, um, I mean, he's probably the pick of the bunch when it comes to singles. Well, she would see the financial security with, Red, with Fred as well, wouldn't she? Definitely. You know, with, with his businesses and what have you. So anyway, they ended up getting married September, October, I can't remember. I think it might have been... Um, on the cusp of, or in between the two months. Um, they have a lovely wedding. There's a barbershop quartet there. Maud is, eventually she comes round to the idea and she's really proud of Maureen on the day, which is very, very sweet. But Maureen, very soon after the wedding, realises she's made a grave, grave mistake. Fred's far too overbearing. Um, he buys number four Coronation Street. Awesome. But he kind of assumes that Maud isn't going to move in there with them. And, and like Reg before him, really, he had these grand plans for his life with just him and Maureen. And Maud wasn't a part of this. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. But also, you obviously don't know Maureen very well, if that's what you think no. is going to happen i think they ship maud off to um uh was it mayfield court the old folks home for a little oh. bit then um and maureen eventually realizes after a bit of a talking to from maud actually that fred is not the man for her and at this point bill was um getting ready to emigrate to germany because um fred didn't like the idea of maureen's old flame um bill sniffing about the corner shop where, where he's living at the moment above there so um he, he kicks bill out Bill's like, fine, I'm going to go back to Germany. Maureen, come with me. And there's a very romantic, as, as much as it is a, you know, a breakup of a marriage, which never like to see on Coronation Street, especially never after such a... Never like to see in real life. Especially either. after a, such a lovely ceremony and everything. Oh, yeah. But it was a, such like... Such a good do. He, he's driving... He, he, uh, he gets in this cab at the Rovers, does. doesn't he? Bill does. And he's driving down the street and Maureen comes out of the shop and she's got her bags with him and his, like, little heart skips a beat. He's like, what, what are you doing? And Maureen's like, Bill, take me with you. And he's like, awesome. Uh, get in. And then they drive out, out of the street, down the road and away. Um, 
Doesn't even tell Fred. She doesn't even tell Fred, and Fred for the next Fred week. Fred then he's... turns into a disgusting, chain-smoking, alcoholic mess. <laughs> yeah, curtains drawn. I mean, I don't Stinking blame him. I don't blame no, I don't. him. It's, it's almost a jilting it was so close to well, the wedding. Oh <laughs> yeah, poor, poor man. Yeah, but I, I think she ended up with a better man. I mean, 1998, she divorces Fred, marries Bill. We don't see any of this, obviously, because it's all off the show. And that would have been it for Maureen had it not been for her 2006 return to Coronation Street. So this was um, this was at the height of Demon David's teenage tearaway stage. Um, Bill, already by that point, had been back on the show for a little bit. He popped over to Weatherfield for, I don't know, indeterminate amount of time. Quite and ended like up, Bill Webster. I like Bill Webster. He was a fairly decent... Tim. Solid, reliable chap, apart from the fact that he was secretly having it off with Audrey at hey, this point. Hey, well, what are you going to do? I, I much preferred older older Bill, though. I didn't really like young Bill. No, Bill. 1980s Bill, you weren't such, no. a, fan, such a fan. He's no. a nice granddad kind of character, yeah, yeah. was Bill, but he was still a little bit randy. As I say, he was having it off with Audrey, well, or, or you know. getting close to, anyway. And um, David used this to his full advantage to completely scupper the 2006 Christmas meal at the Platts because well, Maureen finds yeah. herself showing up there. She comes to give a surprise appearance. and um, Well, look, Bill, Bill and Maureen living in Germany together as husband and wife. Yeah. And Bill goes home to Weatherfield to have Christmas with his family. Yes. And then Maureen surprises everybody by turning up unannounced to spend Christmas with them. And this is when David... I, I can't, I'm sure he does other things to make that Christmas day just awful for everybody, but the, his um, pièce de résistance is revealing to Maureen, oh, yeah, um, your, your husband's having it off with my nan. And um, Maureen leaves and kicks Bill out of her life and, and that is the last that we know for Maureen. Who knows what she's up to now? Where is she now? Right for a return Germany? to Weatherfield? I don't know. I don't think she's got any particular reason to come back. But you know what? She has spoken quite a lot about coming back, Sherry Houston that is, about coming back with Curly if um if Kevin Kennedy were ever to come back on Coronation Street because those really? two had yeah yeah they those did, two had really had great tumbles. comedy together. They they did I mean they were never I would say, you know, they were they were certainly never a couple, and they they certainly moved in similar circles, especially with. Well, there was an age gap as well. Yeah, yeah, but with with Curly working underneath um, Reg at the, the supermarket and everything, um, yeah, they they had plenty of um, interactions. Interactions is correct. So. What happened to Maureen? Well, like I said earlier, she was one of many characters to be axed by newly incoming producer Brian Park in 1997. She had been due to leave Coronation Street in 1996. Um... She was going to star in the first series of Oh, Dr. Beeching, which is BBC One sitcom, I'm going to say. I remember Classic. the name. Um, really I don't think I ever watched it. it. But Coronation Street bosses persuaded her to stay. You know, what? If you, you might think that it's all absolutely fabulous and um, 40 Towers here in the UK, but we do have a few series that just never really... <laughs> never really caught stuck. on. <laughs> it, was, it was some kind... I think it was like some kind of period comedy or something. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like a fake show that they have on Mitchell and Webb. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, she, she'd been persuaded to stay in the show in 96, but, you know, we're barely into 97 where Brian Park comes along 
And um, this is awful. In fact, Sherry Houston spoke earlier this year about this. She was called into the producer's office, into Brian's office, literally hours after coming back to work after having some emergency eye surgery that's not what i want to hear about no so she she had the surgery in i the don't morning, want eye came surgery back into work. anyway and i certainly don't want emergency eye surgery no it sounds pretty pretty horrendous and yeah. stressful so she she's on her way home and somebody says oh you need to go to the producer's office oh my god and she says i went to his office and opened the door and he said don't sit down just to let you know that i've decided to not carry on with your character and when you go downstairs there'll be press everywhere because they know but don't speak to them it's all been done what a horrible way to do it <laughs> i know I now know. this is her side of the story okay, i don't absolutely. know what his side of the story is but um i mean we've I heard don't think similarly anybody, cutthroat yeah, firings nobody has nice things to say about the way that they were uh, dismissed by brian park yeah no, no. But you know what? Sherry Houston has gone on to have a, uh, well, a pretty like... successful post-Coronation Street career, hasn't she? Yeah, she's not like she went, uh, you know, and her eye fell out and then she <laughs> died. <laughs> that was really good surgery. Yeah. <laughs> she she did she did loads of theatre, loads of TV. She was in the Crossroads revival. Yeah, back to soap, wasn't she? She, she... was in Emmerdale. She's been in Benidorm. And she's also, as I said previously, on Loose Women. Yeah, Benidorm is one of her most... Re- I, don't, again, I don't think that she's in it anymore. I'm not sure. I've never said... We're, we're so so narrow, our British TV watching, aren't, aren't we? We, are, we? We have seen her in, uh, in adverts for Benidorm. And I think she's, she, she you know, went down quite well with the viewers on that. And she was obviously starred alongside... Um, George Shuttleworth. George Shuttleworth. Played by... Oh, my gosh. Who is it that plays... I always, he's an actor in Coronation Street whose name I can never really remember. Tony Maudsley, of course. Um, yeah, so that, that's quite a nice... Um, that, another reason for Sherry to come back, maybe, to, to strike up that comedy partnership again. Well, it'd be and nice you what, to imagine that they secretly knew each other. Yeah, and, and Maureen does like the, um, the rotund business-owning... Um, Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, so why not like to Maureen say, actually, and George together? George, the ro- completely the wrong word, entrepreneur, to use for him. Is it? Well, yeah, I don't care, told if you spend £7,000 <laughs> on a... On a um, on a funeral that you only got two grand for, I'll pay for the extra. Tell you what, I would, talk, I, I would like to see Maureen versus Eileen fighting over George. Oh. That, that could be quite cool. Actually, I'm kind of coming around to the idea of um, Sherry Houston coming back. I think she'd be quite fun. I think that she... I, I would I don't hope know that she would I how they be. would uh, fit her in. As I, as I say, she, well, she was certainly of an era, wasn't she? Well, it's not like she's going to be like um, a Julie Goodyear sort of where she hasn't done any work, acting work, and then she she would come no. back and go, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So she would be prepared for the way that they... I mean, I don't know if anyone could really be prepared for what they get up to at Coronation Street. No, I mean, th- this is, you know, 25 years since she's... Odd, almost, since she's been a regular on Coronation Street, and things will definitely be done differently now. But she she has said that she'd, she'd like to come back again. Um, she my... said, I never thought Maureen had finished her story because she's yes. still in Germany after divorcing her husband, Bill, who's now died. If Kevin Kennedy, play Curly, came back, I would go in a heartbeat. I love working with him. Yeah, now... Uh, sorry to correct you there, Sherry, but Bill Webster is still alive and kicking, as far as we know. Yeah, sadly, um, yeah, just the actor who died. played him has died, but we, we don't know. But um, yeah, definitely, we knew that she's made a clean break from because him anyway when, after the Christmas dinner incident. When Debbie came back, she had she gave Kevin money, but it was from their uncle or something or aunt. No, it was from their aunt, Auntie Vi died, didn't yeah. she? They 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 did talk about every time, which has not been very many times, I have to say, that Debbie and Kevin have spoken to each other about Bill since her comeback. I'm saying, are they they talking about him in the present tense or the past tense? I can't really tell. 
Um, so anyway, it, it doesn't matter. We're not we're not going to be seeing Bill on the show again, obviously. But Maureen is but is know, a possibility. Technically, oh. Maureen is Bill and Debbie's stepmom. Exactly, exactly. So she could come in and say, oh, "Where are my sweet girls?" Oh, one of them. I just I just worry that it might be a Syllabatus B, Syllabatus B Brown, re- and we were so well, excited about uh, about. You would hope Wendy that they wouldn't back, go. But... Let's write a really poignant scene for Sherry Houston where she's got dementia. I'd like you her to come back and have some of the fun because, yeah. yes, she stood on her own two feet a little bit more in, the, in you know, post-reg in 1996, 97, but I don't know, there was just some of the sparkle wasn't quite there. Um, but uh, you, you never know, it could certainly be recaptured and, and I'm sure that Sherry Houston is certainly capable of um, any comedic... Um, uh, yes. intentions blah, that Coronation Street might have for her in the future so um and then that's about it for, for Sherry Houston I did but, have a little a bit of yeah. a thumb through the Coronation Street magazines that we've got from the late 90s and she certainly found herself um at the heart of a, a, a many number of features there was one called me in my dressing room um which was sort of inside her room and it, her wall was plastered with pictures of family and friends politicians it, Norma Major she had a picture of who was uh, who visited the set once but she also had Tony uh, Blair as well to balance them out apparently um, and uh, also a load of horses Sherry Houston was very very into horses perhaps she still is I don't know uh, and um, there's a sanctuary called the Only Foals and Horses Horse Sanctuary that she was this great supporter of I obviously great supporter of the name of the the charity great pun but you hate the show I hate I do hate Only Fools and Horses yes I have no I mean, yep. I'm not, not going to hide that she also that. has a massive portrait of Les Dawson yes. which she did and she insisted on drinking out of um China tea. Yes. Uh, Ch- while she does her fan mail. Try China, China, China crockery. Yeah, no, not sure. the country. <laughs> um, there was an Ask Sherry section, and every month in the Coronation Street uh, magazine, they had the viewers Ask writing in, Ask to whoever, and and we learned such um, such tidbits as um, Dame Edith Evans was the most famous person that she ever met. She was a supporter of the Macmillan I nurses. I don't know who Edith em- oh, Evans I was hoping, is. Oh, a famous person. She's the most famous person so that famous. Sherry Houston ever has met. Yeah, well, I'm sure that... Sherry Houston is the most famous person that Dame Edith Evans has met. She likes swimming, but apparently she couldn't because she had, and I quote, funny knees. So uh, how are your knees doing now, Sherry? She sounds like such a funny, interesting person. I know, I know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to talk to Sherry on the podcast, honestly. I think she'd be a great laugh. Um, she is terrified of going to the dentist and she, she told a story about being held down and gassed as a young girl. So, you know, they don't just give me the injection back in the olden days. It was a full, you know face mask over you out you out go the lights um apparently our ideal holiday was a white beach blue sea and blue sky with palm trees so i'm sure she got um she yeah, enjoyed when, Benidorm. when she enjoyed Benidorm, exactly when she had all that and she collected drinking glasses and there was That's a bit... such an odd thing to say i mean i think i collect drinking glasses but i use them to drink out of so <laughs> There was another feature called It's a Cat's Life, which was bizarre double-page spread about her taking her cat Pebbles to a four-star cat hotel. There were just a load of photos about it. That's quite interesting. I because... can't understand how that, how the magazine, why did it fold? <laughs> this was years they, before it folded as well. They absolutely rapidly ran out of things to cover, <laughs> didn't they? This is interesting for us because our cat Abby used to be called Pebbles, didn't she? She before, did. Before we adopted Abby, she was called Pebbles. Um, we went, that's not a cat's name. <laughs> There's a Flintstones. There was a feature called Maureen's Men, which was like a who's next for Maureen after Reg, and um, she reckons at the time that she that Maureen needed someone a bit more sensible. Apparently, this this is where I got the idea that um, 
all the public wanted her to go out with Bill, but there was also an idea of rekindling romance with Curly. Um, also, a fling with Ken were mentioned, but I don't think anything ever happened between Maureen and Ken. But yeah, you know, he, well, he's young, free and single. Well, I free mean, and single anyway, if, if she were to return. I wouldn't put it past Coronation Street to reveal to us um, later this year that this entire time Ken's been conducting <gasps> a torrid love Maybe, affair. Maybe, and I tell you what, Maureen. Tell you what, Bill on, Webster did have a history in Southampton, didn't he? This is where Ken is at the oh, moment. Oh yeah, well, I mean, so he's maybe right some here, of the he's time. Just being quiet. Mm-hmm, Thank mm-hmm. you, Ken. Yeah, back with. I don't with know how Maureen, you're doing. Maybe. How you're holding your tongue? <laughs> there was also finally because I'm sure this is fascinating to everybody. It is, I like it. A feature called that loving feeling, which was basically Sherry Houston dressing up in a fancy wedding dress and talking about how her and her husband, her husband Ken, um, like to make a big thing of Valentine's Day. So that was very lovely as well. What's and wrong it. with Valentine's Day, that's what I say. I think it's great. That is it for Maureen. She said, I'd love to have a corner shop where I could talk to someone like Maureen. It'd be great because she's so funny. I think it would be funny like a few times and then you just want to buy your sugar and not want to talk about this crazy lady's like waterbed bursting. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that is it for our character profile on Maureen Holdsworth Webster. What a Elliot. great actress. Really fun, fun character, uh, fun actress and... Um, and and I I just adore adore the pairing of her and Reg together. Would you I'm like to see her back hilarious. on the show? Do you think that there's a place for her? What would her re-entry storyline be? Would she hook up with any other men on the show? Did you enjoy seeing her in any of her post Coronation Street roles? She was I think she was on Emmerdale for a couple of years. Um, and Crossroads was was like two years that bizarre revival of, of that the, was uh, odd, wasn't it? That that was just odd all round. The, the the Crossroads was she back, ever yeah. in El Dorado? I think not. Um, <laughs> but I, I've, I've never seen her in anything else. My, my, my well, tastes are narrow. I've seen her in clips. She's not been on Doctor Who. No. Yes, exactly. I have seen her she in She should Doctor be Who. on Doctor Who. She'd be great. She would. She, She'd would. Be, she would be the Prime Minister's mum. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I think that is it. Do write in if you've got anything you'd like to say about Maureen. Yes, any bits that do. we've missed. Any favourite Maureen scenes. Yeah. Um, Conversation Street at gmail.com is our address. It is. And, you know, I'm going to put a call out here. I, I, at the end of my, our um, uh, Leanne character profile that we did a few weeks ago, I said, if you're Jane Danson, write in and tell us what you think. Well, if you happen to be Sherry Hewson and you'd like to tell us what you think of Maureen now, and would you like to still come back on the show, let us know. Yeah. Why not? I'm going to honestly go for it. Every time now. Every flipping unless time. Unless the actor is dead. Or unless we've slagged them off. But we haven't. We didn't. We think that Maureen's Absolutely ace. can't be accused of that. <laughs> although people will probably know. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will be back at the weekend for our main podcast. Of the week. We will be talking about what adventures the Coronation oh, Street residents adventures. have been getting up to this week. Naked adventures it's Ooh, been, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right. See you, everybody. Ta-ra. Goodbye. Toodaloo. Yeah, bye. And Afi just saying, as Maureen would say when she was living in Germany. Yeah, probably. The music for this episode came from podcastthings.com. Mm-hmm.